what's good, y'all? What's going on? Uh, last week, we had a week off. Um, so let's see, what have I been up to? Um, well, as you know, and new people of the show, but I did talk about this, I think, at the beginning of the year. Um, this year has been kind of crazy for the pod because I usually never take, never take like week breaks or never really, um, I always consistently do a show every week. And this year it's been tricky because, um, I just been, I found myself just to be really busy. Um, so I made the decision, uh, let's see, two years ago, I think, or a year ago, um, that I was going to get my clinical mental health license. And so this year, um, well, last year I kind of had put it off and waited to this year, um, because a child was going to school. And then this year, you know, I've been doing, I had to do interviews at the beginning of the year, had to narrow down the, um, the programs that I was entering in. And then, um, it's kind of been the anticipation, you know, kind of doing stuff this summer and getting that together. Um, and now classes have started. And so I took last week off because, um, it was my first week of class and just kind of seeing what I had going on. So, um, it was a lot of work and pieces that I had going on last week. So I completed my first week. Um, surprisingly, it's already been a lot of work, uh, in the first week. And so, you know, I just been kind of hitting the ground running. Um, I haven't been in school in probably, hmm, seven years, maybe. Um, so so it's new, just getting reacclimated to just time management and, you know, uh, I still work full time. And so, you know, I just have to just kind of focus on, you know, time management and, um, prioritizing my time. And so that's kind of what I've been trying to work on this week. And so that's why I kind of took the week off to kind of get my shit together. Uh, but that's all I really had going on. So let's talk about the book club. Um, I'm really excited about the progress the book club is making, uh, we have now officially 15 members. Um, it's really cool. I'm really excited about it. The first meeting is September 19th. Um, so what are we about a month away and you still have time. Like if you want to be part of the book club, definitely hit me up. You know, you can DM me or email me at, um, ijmtpodcast at gmail.com. And then I'll put you on the mail serve. We also have a group me, uh, chat with everyone. And so it's been really cool, uh, talking with everyone, discussing the book. Um, we haven't discussed it too much in detail because some people are just now kind of getting the book, but our first book is Greenwich Park by Catherine Faulkner. Um, I've already finished it. It was really good. I finished it, um, in a couple days and ran through it, but definitely if you want to be a part of the book club, definitely join It's virtual. So you can be anywhere and hop on to the zoom call. And that's how we're conducting the, um, the book club. So definitely join. I'm looking forward to it, to the first meeting and I'm really excited about it. So, um, yeah, that's all I've been up to y'all. I, I missed talking to you guys last week. Um, this week we're probably going to do another, um, just deep dive episode. Just going to talk about some things going on and let's see. So let's just roll into the mantra of the day. Today's mantra. I am nourishing myself and nurturing my dreams. Um, I, I like this mantra because I've had to do a lot of self-talk with myself. Um, I think a lot of people did during COVID, uh, when, when time stopping, you just had kind of sat still all of us and like, we're in the house and 
you know, the shit was locked down and stuff. Like, I think you really had time to really think about either people, you know, you saw a lot of resurgency in that, or you thought about like where you are in life and what you want to do. Um, and so for me, it was important for me to just stop waylaying things or being afraid, you know, of, of putting myself out there with new things. And like for myself, like, you know, it was literally, um, creating a new career for myself after I've been, you know, in my same career and I'm, and I, you know, I'm successful in my own right. Um, and so just doing a completely, you know, 180 with what I'm doing, but, um, you know, during that time when I was saying still, I was just like, you know, this is the time to just do it, go out there and just do it. And so I think you see a lot of people creating new businesses and, you know, with a lot of ideas and things they wanted to work on and accomplish. I really see a lot of people around me working on all those things and doing things that, um, you know, they might've been on their mind that they wanted to do and actually putting themselves out there. So definitely continue to nourish yourself and nourish your dreams. Okay, so let's just roll into the deep dive. All right, y'all. So let's see. We have a few deep dive discussions. I have a few updates. So, all right, last time I, last episode, I spoke about the Deshaun Watson case, right? Um, it's been pretty interesting. I actually have been following it. And if you don't know, that's the quarterback for uh, the Browns who, um, had almost 30 civil suits against him for sexual misconduct. Um, he stated that, you know, that he was innocent, but he did pay, um, all of the civil suits. Um, so originally they suspended him, uh, six games. I think it was six games. And I was actually surprised by that because, I mean, I felt like it was really kind of a slap on the wrist. So then they went back, um, and they reviewed it again. Um, so he, basically what came out this week was, um, and I think this is like the final um, punishment. So now he's going to be suspended 11 games and he was fined um, $5 million. I also saw too that, let's see, that he has to comply with evaluation and treatment recommendations of a third-party behavioral expert um, in order to be reinstated and his reinstatement is contingent upon his compliance with the treatment plan. So if he doesn't comply, his reinstatement could be delayed plus further discipline. Um, and obviously I, I think that entails like him getting some kind of therapy or something because I, you know, you know, I, I don't really know what happens when you have like kind of like creepy behavior or, um, yeah, like creepy behavior, like what is going on with you as to why you are behaving this way? Um, and I will hope, I would like to say that, you know, therapy is going to, you know, help that. Um, it also could just be entitlement. A lot of times athletes to me, uh, can, can be rough, right? Because what people don't realize is think about your whole life, you being a star, you know, so you're, you're a star probably in little league. Then you roll into where you're playing in high school. You're a star. You see people that, you know, damn near have, like get passed along because they're the star of the team where they don't really have to do the schoolwork. They don't really have to do all this shit. They get all this attention. And then you roll into college where, you know, same thing. You know, I was a student athlete. I definitely know some of the things that transpire where, 
you know, they put you in the, e- the not all of them, right? So I don't want to say like I'm speaking on every single student athlete. I'm not saying that because some actually do care about their education, but you have some that literally go to college because they know that they're going to the league and the college is the, re- the requirement. So I'm more so speaking from that standpoint. So you'll see where they'll go into, um, you know, like a easier quote unquote, in quotations, a easier, you know, major or something and kind of get pushed through, you know? And a lot of times, even if they get in trouble or, or maybe they've heard a creepy behavior, it kind of gets swept under the rug, shit like that. Most times with the, with the women that involved, you know, um, sexual assault and things like that, like, you know, you're embarrassed, you know, they, or, or you get paid off or you get bullied into not saying anything. And usually the shit just, just rolls under, you know, for this to take place, it's no way that this stuff and this type of behavior wasn't something that was mentioned or say, you don't just all of a sudden wake up one day and say, I'm just going to be a creeper today. This is the day that I'm going to be a creeper. No, you probably already were having these, um, inappropriate situations that people probably turned a blind eye to. Right. So I, I don't know. So the fact that, you know, they're trying to put things in place, I definitely hope that he sinks into therapy and, you know, whatever, whatever he has going on in regards to that, you know, to fix the issue. Um, because you definitely shouldn't be one, like you shouldn't make somebody feel uncomfortable or unsafe in any kind of way. I don't really know what you really get out of doing that, but I think sometimes it's the, I don't know. I don't know, but it it could just be entitlement, you know, or it could just be sometimes people, um, what's the word I want to say? Like they're, like their kink or something. I don't really know, but, um, hopefully that takes place. He has recently said that, you know, he, ne- he doesn't take ownership for what he's done. Like, like he doesn't, he, he never admitted saying that he actually like did anything wrong, but he, he did finally like kind of apologize. So, I mean, I do think that is something that he actually said, like, sorry for the ones that was affected and things like that. Like, um, I don't know. I don't know. It it's just it's just crazy and I just feel like I feel like you know and not just as a woman like anybody, you know, because a lot of times we never talk about men that sexually assaulted and that takes place too, you know, where they have um things happen to them and I just think it's sad that we live in a world where like you have to always constantly think about um how to protect yourself, you know. And it, and I think it's unfortunate too when I have these conversations about this case and people are like, "Well, why, why was the, why was a woman in there? I mean, if you're, if you're getting hired to give somebody a deep tissue massage or whatever, and that's what you're thinking, I don't think anybody would be thinking like, Oh, you know, while I'm giving this massage, he's going to expose himself to me. He's going to do these things to me, you know, but unfortunately we live in a world where you do have to keep that in the background of like, maybe you shouldn't be, maybe you shouldn't go to these things alone only from the standpoint of your personal safety, because you just never know right? Cause it's definitely not the woman's fault at all, but it, you really do. I feel like in this day and age, I would be thinking about every fucking thing. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do shit by myself in regards to some shit like that. Me personally. So now he has to, I think that they have to appoint, um, who does his massages or whatever. And I think it has to be on the Browns facility. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what it is, but I don't know, but that is the resolve of that case. Um, it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just a shame. I don't know, but hopefully, you know, he can get help in regards to that. 
And I don't really know what that entails, but clearly there's something wrong there, you know? Um, so some news this week that saddened me a little bit, um, but I get it. So Serena Williams said that after the U.S. Open this year, that that was going to be her final tournament and she announced her retirement. Um, the article actually was really good if you haven't read it. Um, it was in Vogue. And so she talked, she talked about a lot of things, but I think the main takeaways from it was women go through so much and especially women athletes. Serena Williams, I'm a big documentary person. I watched her documentary on HBO and it was about her pregnancy journey. So it showed her, um, you know, giving birth. And then it also showed how, um, you know, she was complaining about pain and things like that. And she had almost died. Like she had blood clots and she had almost died during, um, for during her delivery. And then it showed her, you know, trying to recover, trying to go back out and train while she was still, um, breastfeeding. She actually had to give up breastfeeding because it was making her a lot heavier and, um, sluggish. She talked about how, you know, her and her husband want to continue expanding their family. And unfortunately, like then her male counterparts, like who can just create, you know, babies and things like that and still continue to, uh, work on their craft and be gone and, you know, continue playing. Um, unfortunately, you know, for a woman, you know, they have to sit down for a moment to, uh, nurse and then get your body back together to go out and compete. And so she said it was a very difficult decision and and a decision that she really have been trying to avoid having a conversation of, and, you know, and honestly, it really wouldn't surprise me if we saw her again doing something, but maybe not, you know, she also said that she has a lot of projects that she's trying to work on and things like that. But I, I get it though. I, I get it. But Serena Williams literally is one of the greatest athletes of all time. And I hate when people put like women athletes. No, like she's one of the greatest athletes of all time. Really. When you sit and look at just her career in general, but also just the adversities that she had to, um, face, you know, grew up in Compton you know, didn't have many resources, didn't have like, you know, clubs that she can train in and things like that. I mean, she really got it out the mud, um, her and Venus, you know? And so then, you know, even at the beginning of her career, you saw it was a lot of racism, um, a lot of doors that wouldn't just readily open. It took for her to start winning and things like that for people to attempt to give her some kind of respect. And even then, you know, I see slander all the time, even now. And I'm like, this is like one of the greatest athletes we've ever seen. And you still hear, oh, well, she's losing. Well, so what? You know, so what? One, she's barely even lost that many matches. And even and even if she does lose, so what? Right? It doesn't diminish the whole fucking career, you know? So I, I was sad to see that. Um, I've been watching Serena. I th- I, yeah, I think her whole fucking career. So um, I don't know. It's going to be weird not seeing, um, you know, her and you don't really see Venus too often now at this point, but it's going to be weird not seeing Serena. I mean, I I would, that was one of the reasons why, like I was a big, uh, tennis fan because I watched, I watched everything Serena. Um, and so now I still go for Coco golf and, uh, all of that, but, um, I totally get it. And I think her piece is, is really important. I think it's worth taking a look at it and, um, and reading, Um, and it kind of gives some insight on being, you know, a woman athlete. So another bit of news this week, 
Um, we saw that R. Kelly is back in court. Um, I think he's in. I think this is the Chicago trial. I'm not really sure. I'm not sure which which one this is. Might be Chicago. I'm not sure. So I know we know that with that case, um, they've talked about it before in regards to the um, his goddaughter. That that's the one that was in the infamous tape from years ago um where it was showing him having sex with her and peeing on her and all of that and and that was like part of um you know what people kind of had talked about and that was also the case in what was this in the 90s that was the one that was that was thrown out um he was acquitted for and so she was actually a key witness in in this trial and um you know that whole thing is just it's just really fucking sad to me, you know, just how many young women that he just really fucked up their lives. So she basically talked about it. Mind you, this is his goddaughter, right? So that's just levels to it to begin with. And she talked about from the, her age of, from the time period of when she was 15 to 18 or 15 to 17, they had had sex probably over a hundred times. And she was, you know, a child. Um, so that was just, I was like, wow. And I think this is the first time that, um, you really kind of like her from her. Cause now she's a grown woman now. Um, another thing that's kind of interesting about the, uh, the R. Kelly thing. Have y'all been seeing the, um, God, what is her name? It's Jocelyn. Maybe let me make sure I got the right name here. Um, cause I feel like, uh, I don't know. I'll be sitting here thinking about them. Um, yeah, that's it. So Jocelyn Savage, that's the girl that, that was one of the girls that like was dating him while he was dating the other ones. They kind of almost like a pact or whatever. And she's still been standing by him, you know? So now she's saying that she's pregnant. So everybody's like, you know, saying like, well, how did she get pregnant? Because, you know, he is, you know, he's been in prison all this time. Well, she went to the internet. The first of all, the lawyer said, R. Kelly's lawyer said that she's not. She went to the internet and said that she is, and she said that before that he got locked up, they were trying to go through IVF, and that um, when he got locked up, they had told her to not, the lawyer did, I'm not sure about like R. Kelly, I'm not really sure, but they had told her to not to go through with it or put it on hold with everything going on as far as like court, and then she still continued to go forward. Um, so now she's saying that she was inseminated, um, and that she, uh, as far as like, um, IVF, so she, the eggs were fertilized already with, with his sperm. And, um, so she's going through the process right now. Well, excuse me. She went through the process and now she's saying that she's pregnant. It's crazy. Cause I mean, I don't, he's not getting out of jail. You know, he's, R. Kelly's not getting out of prison. And, um, why do you want to have a baby with him? Um, I don't know. I don't know. That was wild though. When I was reading it and I, and I really don't really keep up much with all of this because, um, you know, I don't, I don't support R. Kelly at all, but I mean, it, when I saw the headline, I was like, I, I thought that they just, I didn't even think that she went through IVF. I didn't even know how she got pregnant. So, but I mean, I just thought he was getting special privileges or something. Like, I don't, I don't know, but she's saying that like, she's his fiance and I don't know. I guess she's gonna, I don't know. I don't know. She says it's his though. I don't know. People are saying that it's somebody else's. I don't know. That's just word in the street. So I don't know. That's just word in the street. All right. So let's see something else that 
it kind of it kind of tickled me a little bit. Uh, it was like headline news this week. Um, I think Tevin Campbell, you know, he had did an interview and he was talking about how you know he came out as being gay. So I'm like, I'm like sitting here like I didn't even know that was a thing because I thought it was like just a known thing that Tevin Campbell was gay. It's almost like when the brat and like Queen Latifah had their little come out moment, but I was sitting there like. I, I've known this shit my my whole time knowing y'all. I knew y'all was gay. So it was kind of like, don't, don't you just don't have to announce that. Like Tevin Campbell didn't have to, he didn't have to say that he was gay. Because we already knew anyway. I don't think nobody out here thought he was straight. Just like no one out here thought DeBrat or Queen Latifah was straight either. Like we knew. And it's okay. We it, It's like, it's like one of the things like, you don't really even ask questions because it's okay. Right? So that was kind of funny to me. I was like, okay. But I'm glad that he, you know, is living his truth. Like he had talked about how, you know, when he was younger and I get it, like the nineties was a rough place. And I feel like in the nineties, you really, you really couldn't say and your sexuality and just be kind of like free, you know, because unfortunately it was just, it was just crazy then. And you damn near would be like canceled, you know? So a lot of people were in secret. So I'm saying all this in jest about Tevin, but I, I get it. And I'm just glad that you know, he can live his truth and walk in his truth. I saw him recently over the summer, uh, when I went to a concert with my mom and he still sound great. He was good. Um, and so, you know, I don't know if he planned on doing any music, but I think it would be cool if he did some new music though, because he sounded great to me. Um, but yeah, that's all I have. Let's see. So tonight I'm recording this on a Sunday. So you're gonna hear this on a Monday house of dragons start. That's the game of Thrones, uh, spinoff and let's see which i'm really excited about i'm gonna watch that tonight i've been watching housewives of atlanta and i stopped watching it for a while then i went back to it because sheree's back and i was like well okay i'm gonna go back i just think that i'm just gonna give up on it again they are so fucking nasty with each other and i'm just i'm like literally getting to a point when watching the housewives because i watch all of them I'm getting to a point where I'm just tired of seeing them argue all the time because the argument just become like before it used to just be like, Oh, it's like, you know, kind of like funny, you know, somebody do a good little read, but now like, it's like, especially on Atlanta, it's just so low and just damn near gutter. I mean, why are we doing this and tearing each other down like that? Like, you know, it's women. So I don't know. It's kind of turning me off some, but I'm probably going to watch, um, I'm probably going to watch it. P Valley and the, I feel like I was, uh, was I pleased with the finale? I feel like I was pleased with the finale. Um, I don't want to talk too much about it in case somebody hasn't watched it by now, but I don't, I don't know. It still hasn't been renewed for a season three and I don't know why, but I'm sure it's going to be, but I'm not sure what they're waiting on. Um, cause one of the top shows on there next month, I'm really excited for the Lord of the Rings, um, show that's coming out on prime. Hands may start in September. I also saw too that I plan on watching. I don't know how I just rolled into TV, but we're talking TV. I also saw that, um, do y'all remember the movie, a league of their own back in the day, uh, about the women that played baseball while the men was, was away in war. Well, they actually came out with a spinoff on, um, prom and I heard it was really, really good. So I think I'm going to start that this week and I'm going to let you guys know next week what I think about it. I'm behind on so many freaking shows. She-Hulk came out and I heard on Disney and I heard it was really funny. I heard it was good. So I might start that tonight as well. I'm not sure, but I'm really behind on everything. 
But that's all I have this week, y'all. It's, it's a quick week. Next week, we're going to have a normal episode where I'm going to give a thought of the week and we kind of go into everything. Um, this week, I just didn't want to not give you guys an episode. Don't forget to, if you want to be part of the book club, you do not have to be in Charlotte where I am. You can be anywhere because it's virtual. Um, just hit me up. Uh, you can DM me on my social medias. That's uh, Instagram. At it's just my thoughts underscore podcast, Twitter, IJMT podcast. I'm always on both of those. And then you can email me, IJMT podcast at gmail.com. And also, if you want to be part of the show, you can email me as well. But definitely email me if you want to be part of the book club. Um, we're, we're reading Greenwich Park, so you have time to grab it. The first meeting is not until September 19th, so it's plenty of time. Also, uh, make sure that you're following the show, liking the show, leaving some feedback. Um, that's very important. I thank y'all so much for rocking with me all this time and also rocking with me this year. I know sometimes I'm in and out, but I do appreciate the support. And like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.